What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. This is not <laughs> another, damn another damn podcast. By our damn selves. Episode 241. Yes, I had to think about my like, two, four, one, two, four, one. There we go. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Went by yeah. kind of fast. We getting up there now. Up there, getting up there, getting up there. Second mm-hmm. week of 2022. Mm-hmm. I think it's been pretty phenomenal so far. I don't know about yours. Yeah, it's been um I know it's very just early. Just like <laughs> it's very early, but I mean I see a lot of promise and things. I see Stuff coming to fruition, I do see. So I'm like keeping my eye on the prize. I'm gonna keep my eye. You gotta keep your eye on the ball, basically. Let's start it off with some sad news right here. Another legend lost. A major one this time. First black man to win the Oscar. Black man. You know, Hattie McDaniel won it for the women. First black mm-hmm. man win the Oscar. The late great Mr. Sidney Portier. Sidney Portier. Legend died at 94 years old. Just, just right before his birthday. His birthday was next month, February. So he would have been 95. They call him Betty White. He almost made it to the next Almost month. made it to his 95th. Cause, and ironically, I saw... Um, and like people in a comment section, because I saw somebody post a TikTok and they were like basically reflecting on Betty White being lost. And they said, let's check on our other legends. Has someone checked on James Earl Jones? Has someone checked on Sydney Poitier? And people was like, sadly, he just passed Sydney Poitier. Because she literally had just posted that video like right before. Very still alive, I believe. She put that in the, she put that in the thing. So she was like, let's check on all these legends. He's up there. Yeah, he's, up. he's like 96, I want to say. Like 95 or 96. Yeah, he's. Older. Well, I mentioned him because one of my favorite Sidney Poitier movies is Uptown Saturday Night, which also featured Harry Belafonte. I'm thinking right now that Belafonte and Cosby might be the last two alive from that movie. I got to check it. Because like, um, possibly, I think they might be the last two. Because mm-hmm. um, my favorite scene in the movie, which is like a, <laughs> a 50 year spoiler, but I'm I'm breaking down the whole scene because I just <laughs> <laughs> is the little Seymour and big little Seymour? <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Huh? And you know, I love him. I love Harold Nicholas. I love him. <laughs> okay, I love him. Want to break down the plot? Or we just break down that scene. I could break down the whole movie if you want me to. You break down the movie. <laughs> We got time. <laughs> okay, let's start. From, let's, let's just uh, saw how we got to that bar scene. Like, so I'll, I'll just backtrack just a little bit. Okay, um, Sydney Portier, he's married, married man to married to Rosalind Cash, and that another rest in peace to the late great mm-hmm. Rosalind Cash. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, working man. Yeah, he works at um some kind of factory, like they making metal shit or something. Some kind of factory he was working. Metal. At. Was like, <laughs> which I did in the seventies. That was a thing in the seventies. Yeah. Well, um, his buddy Bill Cosby's a cab driver. Yeah, his best friend. And his buddy is like the um the troublemaker, pretty much. Where Sydney is like the. Isn't he dressed guy. like in ugly clothes or like weird looking shit. Um, like- he was kind. He was pretty weird. He, he got way more zany and um and let's do it again. But he was pretty um. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Pretty, maybe I'm thinking about pretty let's- tacky and the, the you uptown. He was pretty tacky in that too. I'm thinking maybe about let's do it again because I know like he was like super tacky like in one. Of them. I think was, they like, were different tacky. characters, but like pretty much the same because he was like <laughs> he, he was pretty fucking zany in this one too like. <laughs> But yeah, they um, uh, they get they. But Cosby is like, hey, let's go hang out at Madame Zenobia's, which is like his after hours, like like which they did. It's like it's like y'all saw Harlem Nights. It was like it was a spot like that, basically. Yeah. It's an, um, it was basically a Maison Derriere from the Simpsons, basically. Yeah, it was at Maison Derriere, pretty much. Yeah, it was like that. It's Madame Zenobia's, and then poor Sydney's like, okay, fuck it, let's go. But you know, anybody can't just walk in. So Cosby has this bullshit ass letter saying about they're like some kind of diamond merchants. It's some shit to do with diamonds. <laughs> he flashes the letter and shit, and that's how he get they gets them in. It's like right. So when they end, they go in um to, and then in the back room behind the red doors where all of the action is, like it's um they gambling and like all you know, all the action, which yeah. is where Leggy Peggy is at on the um on the craps table. And she's yeah. like having a hot streak. It's like, no, you gotta let it ride, let it ride. <laughs> she's like, and Cosby gets in on the dice game, of course. <laughs> 
And then when they rise up, he's a like, way, way up. He makes all of this money and shit. And then um, the place gets robbed. I'm <laughs> saying, so, yeah. The robbers are another legend. Rest in peace, um, Silky Slim, who was played by Mr. Calvin Lockhart. Yeah, he was. Um, yes, which was Deco Malley and um, Con Cups of Harlem. Yeah, Biggie Smalls and Let's Do It Again. So he, yeah. he's been some legendary characters, and this was one of them. Silky Slim, mm-hmm. this one. So they robbed the place and um, take all the the um patrons shit. Out. They take all this stuff. So then um come to find the next day, Sidney Portier, he realized he won the lottery. He says his numbers came up, but his ticket was in that fucking wallet. They got stolen in Zenobia. So, <laughs> so now they got to get to the bottom. We're going to find that wallet. And now at first they hit the streets and like that don't work. And then they hire a CDS um, private detective named Sarpi Washington, played by the late Richard Pryor. And he's like, <laughs> he's just full <laughs> of shit. He takes their money and like, he just, he's full of shit, basically. Like, <laughs> And just like in Car Wash, he's only in that one scene, but he was hilarious. Like Richard, it's Richard Pryor, Pryor. he was like, like legend, one so. scene in all these movies, but he like yeah, Richard Pryor, he's like the funniest scene. It's like <laughs> so. Then after that, um, they I forget um how they got the fucking info about um Little Seymour and Big. I'm trying to remember like Seymour. <laughs> I love Little Seymour. <laughs> Little Seymour, he like. I think yeah, Geechee Dam might have been mentioned by Richard Price. I don't remember. Yeah, but they said um, then they said um, go talk to Little Seymour. He hangs out at this little bar over there and shit. So then they come up to the bar, like which is my favorite scene. I'm gonna break it down. It's like it's gonna, we're not gonna do the whole movie breaking this goddamn. I just wanted to tell you how we got here, why they were looking for Little Seymour because <laughs> he might have info on how to find find the gangsters. Right. <laughs> So then they go to the bar. Right when they pull up, there's a guy getting thrown out the front door. So you know what type of place it is already. So, yeah. But then they go in anyway. Cosby is like, yeah, you got to come in acting tough. Like, you don't act scary. I act tough. And so then yeah. they go up to this one guy at the bar and say, hey, you seen um Big Percy? Because okay, there's little Seymour's bodyguard. He said, he ain't here. So then... um. He's like, well, where's little Seymour? Like, who's asking? Like, I'm asking the question, sissy. It's like, yeah. he like basically Cosby beats the guy's ass. It's like, <laughs> so now they really acting tough. Like, yeah, who else wants some? Now call out little Seymour since Percy ain't here. <laughs> so then Sidney Portier starts talking and he's like the um, straight lace saying a lot of like lame ass jokes. Like, yeah, and you are so ugly. And like, oh, <laughs> so then Seymour walks out and is like, I'm little Seymour. <laughs> And you know how Harold Nicholas looks, rest in peace. Played by the late, great Harold Nicholas. If you guys don't remember him, he was um, the Sarge from Play one of my favorites. Little Seymour is basically the same character as Sarge. It's basically <laughs> him. Same character. Like, it's like they never you said know, you know who, you know who he reminds me of? Same character. He reminds me of Mr. Nita. That's what he reminds me Does he remind you of Mr. Nita? <laughs> 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 he comes out, yeah, and little Seymour, and then like Cosby is like, and they are, yeah, we got this. <laughs> and then <laughs> this big six eight motherfucker comes out, he's like, yeah, and I'm big Percy. <laughs> now they look like, <laughs> and then but little Seymour, he was badass anyway. But the bodyguard, like LeBron was- James coming out, <laughs> <laughs> big ass dude like that. So then, um, little Seymour does this fucking karate shot shop. <laughs> So then Cosby grabs a wooden stool and like swing at him. But then Big Percy grabs a stool and then crunches it like like nothing and shit. So like Cosby's an accordion, like, okay. just like <laughs> he's like, okay, you got me. He just sits the stool down, and then he says this this fucking whack ass story about hey, like I um I have this medical condition where I have fits, like so I really wasn't challenging you, like I just blacked out, you know, like some bullshit excuse and tried. So then Seymour is like, all right, yeah, like that's you full of shit, dude. Like, but here's a little something for niggas that allow talk a little Seymour. And then um he beats the shit out of both of them basically Cosby and um like he like I really think Harold Nicholas was like a firecracker because like every day that he ever was here, he was always he was always like like just mouthy, just even though he was like five two or something, he was like a small man, but he definitely could hold his own. Don't nobody talk shit about little Seymour because like they were like roasting him. <laughs> and then they got cocky when they saw him because I like, was a little like, yeah. But he was uh, he was a little firecracker and he had like a six-eight bodyguard too. So yeah, wasn't nobody putting hands on him. And when he soon as he started talking shit, everybody in the bar like knew that the two of them didn't know who little Seymour was. Exactly. 
because they all were like cowering, like like hey, you're calling mm-hmm. out Seymour. It's like it was like the scene when uh, you know Back to the Future Three when they said you're yeah, you you mad dog tag everybody man. We started talking shit about Seymour. Everybody in the bar is like they backing up, like, like you calling him out like that. Like, obviously, you don't know who you're talking to. It's like, it's a suicide <laughs> mission right there. <laughs> Man, when he like, you, you played yourself. <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, I forgot to mention they try to run to when they like <laughs> other dudes like block the door so you even get it because Cosby looks. I have to watch her. Door, and then like four dudes come like blocking the door like this, like so y'all ain't can't even run and shit now either. So y'all just trapped. I love City Forty A and guess who's coming to dinner? I loved him in that. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but my favorite is probably Uptown. Yeah, on what's the way um, that he just I said Belafonte is in that he plays a gangster called Geechee Dan. It's like a, a mm-hmm. fake ass um 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 godfather type character, basically. That's <laughs> what so yeah. you can tell. Like you tell back <laughs> in the 70s, the godfather was like the, the Dons were in, Dons were they loved that movie. So they were obsessed with that movie in the 70s. So like they basically mm-hmm. made a knockoff character, like it's basically a parody of um of the godfather was um Belafonte's <laughs> character. That's who we the support. Black Godfather. Black Godfather, <laughs> basically. Yeah. But, but like that's, um, that's where that scene came from. Yeah. And I let's do it again. Know. It's like more zany with like they hypnotizing boxers and shit. Like yeah. it's more zany. My thing I just love about City because I love let's do it again. My thing that I love about City 48, like the first time just seeing him, it was just such a Mm-hmm. just like just seeing somebody just who looked like him. Because like at that point, you had not seen anybody look like him, you know a tall, dark, handsome black man. You didn't see anybody who looked like that. And to see him just be just so classy and just so, I think it's he, like, wow. It's like, okay. You know, it was just. I think he was an island boy because he had like the accent. Yeah, he was. He was an island. Yeah. Uh, he was Haitian, right? Haitian. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say he was Haitian. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say. The black women in that era liked him. I like see that he yeah. had a little accent and everything. Yeah, because he was him. He was like, yeah, he had like the look about him and just seeing him because he was just so classy and just so just the way he just carried himself just so much just oh you know he just exuded just mm-hmm. just greatness like when you just saw him like I watched this Oscar speech um recently like a few months back like I, I don't know I just started going down a YouTube rabbit hole I think I just started watching stuff like that and I watched this Oscar acceptance speech and just like the way he was just speaking during that time it's like with him being the first mm-hmm this was the 60s, right? I want to say, yep. right? When he get what he got is, yep. with him being the first, and it's like during that era, we know what's going on during that era in our country. We know what was going on. We can try to erase it like it didn't happen, but we know what's going on during that time frame. Mm. We wasn't welcome in certain places, so it's like to see him just go out there and just be so just dignified and just set that tone. So without Without a Sidney Portier, you wouldn't have a Morgan Freeman. You wouldn't have a Denzel Washington. You wouldn't have a Lawrence Fishburne or a Sam Jackson, a Don Cheeto. You would like recipes of Chadwick Boseman. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have these guys mm-hmm. to a tell. You wouldn't have like these actors like that because Mahershala Ali, Ali, definitely. You wouldn't have these top elite black actors. You wouldn't have that because he set that table for them. Mm-hmm. And it does, like you know, it has to be one. Like I mean, it's hard being the first to do something. It is hard being the first, but you lay that ground. So now we can walk on in. We can walk across. So I mean, you mentioned that you said Denzel after he said that in his speech that like he was still chasing. I'm still chasing you, my brother. You mentioned when he still walked you, training. So, yeah. so I'm still, I'm yeah. still in the shadow chasing you. <laughs> so rest in peace to him. Such a legend. Like you know. <sighs> Yeah, it's just like that's the thing that just sucks about getting older. Like, I mean, it's good that we're getting older, obviously. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, so when, when a lot of um people you grew up um fans of or idolizing and started yeah. dying, that's how you know you're getting older. You get older, yeah. All of my um, all of my heroes are your idols, your heroes, you know. But you have to remember, like, if these people are like 40, 50, grown, we were children. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like Ariana's age, you were like 40 when I was Ariana's age, then. <laughs> When I was a baby, like in that movie, like um, Sydney was probably about the age I am now in, in Uptown Saturday Night. So that was like, think about that. I was like 15. Yeah. Was like, yeah, so yeah. yeah. like about the age I am now then. So you got to think about yeah, that. You got yeah. Like you look at our, our legends, it's like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
like we always jokingly say, if you were in the seventies, you are in your seventies, at least minimum. <laughs> like if you were out, if you were a young adult in the seventies, you're, yep. you're 70 plus now. You are you 30 in um, the seventies. You be in your seventies now. Yeah. You're like 30. Yeah. You Late seventies. I think you'll be in the early seventies. You'll be 80. Early <laughs> You're like in the mid 70s, you'd be knocking on 80 now. Yeah, you'd be like uh-huh. 30 in the mid 70s. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to that legend, right there. Rest in peace to the legend, legendary. What else you got, kid? Do you want to go down this uh <laughs> dumpster fire slash shittiness <laughs> that's been going on? Um, what we got? <laughs> well, since last week, uh. We talked a little bit about um, potentially CPS going virtual. We talked about that. I'm a CPS. And, um, and we, because um, like that, if that information had been leaked to the media, I said um, that um, they're planning on the vote in 90% of my for like. Yeah, 90% are voting for remote learning. So that's what this we, is what has happened. Left off a week ago. So like, let's. Um, a lot has happened this yeah, last, last week. seven days. Yeah, it's been a lot that happened. I'm a parent of a CPS student. I am. So my child is very young. She's just in first grade. She's very young. So she's a new student. Kind of sort. Um, what happened was, is that my child went to school Monday and Tuesday. Then Wednesday, no, Tuesday night, we get a text message and an email at 1130 at night saying that class would be canceled Wednesday. Well, not many people didn't even know about that. Just showed up with their kid. Well, if you don't, like, if you went to bed, you didn't check your messages. Because <laughs> I went to bed. Like, I mean, I work, I work well, in the you, morning. You because check your messages. I want people that didn't. Yeah, I check my messages that morning. They checked their email, just got up, got their kid ready, and drove them to school. And then it wasn't, there was nobody there. There's no school. I wonder how many people that happened to. <laughs> I'm sure and it happened what, to a lot of people. <laughs> and then it was a lot of, I would say this coming from a CPS parent, it was a lot of, I felt, half information that was released to us on both sides. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say CTU was totally right. I'm not going to sit here and say CPS was totally right. It was information being leaked that they wanted us to be leaked upon to make us choose sides because people started choosing sides like we were in a freaking civil war. That's what started happening on social media. People freaking went in the war. CPU started this fire, CPS poured gasoline on it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, this is what happened. So... All I just saw that morning on Facebook, as I said, I have several CPS teacher uh, friends. I have several people who work for CPS, several teacher friends. I do. And I just started seeing, um, yeah, we really are trying to work, but um, they locked us out of our uh, passwords at one o'clock in the morning. Mm. How are we supposed to teach? And, you know, like we said, because like that night, because like the day before that Tuesday before the teachers did vote saying that, um, but they did take a vote saying that they wanted to return to work. But they wanted to return via remote learning. And they said that they would show up for Wednesday, but they were not going to attend in person. Until the 18th is like what I that was right until after because the 17th is MLK Day, so then they wanted to close it down to them. No plan, like, but we 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 way past that at this point. But it's spiral. So then, like, they was like, Yeah, and then Lori Lifeless name got put in it somehow. They was like, Yeah, they like she was the one who authorized them to lock the teachers out of the um lock them out of their passwords so they can't even remote learn. So they're forcing them not to like they're trying to do their jobs and we're trying to do our jobs and you're not letting us work because you're being a bully and this and, and it just became a bunch of name calling and name sharing. But like you said, once again, um, we were getting partial information. So finally, what I have ascertained from this whole situation, I said, because I was pulling, I'm like, okay, I'm like, give me the facts. I told, I put that post up on Facebook, give me the facts. I don't care about the, uh, the outside noise. What, what's the deal? So the deal was, is that originally, um, from what I understand, the uh, teachers union were saying that if the numbers climb above 16% across the board, then they should be switched to remote learning because they were, the numbers are getting high. You get 16% of the thing is like COVID cases because these cases are starting to go up. I can say that for a fact. I can see these numbers going up. They are. So my thing is initially when it came out that they were going to go by January 3rd, I was shocked, honestly, because I was like, 
they're going to let the kids go right back to school after people been off for two weeks. And, you know, people was probably traveling, you know, people was probably having large gatherings, but okay. I was like, uh, I guess the number, I guess like they're able to maintain their numbers, but they were saying that in some schools, because all CPS schools are not created equal, they were saying in some of these schools, the um, conditions are horrendous there. Like the buildings aren't clean. They're like, it's like no hot water in the bathrooms. It was like the filtration thing. Like it's like the HVAC system sucks, basically. <laughs> so it's like they have like every school is not created equal. So that's why the people were saying, I don't want to go in that building. That's why teachers are being resistant about until you guys get this building together and our numbers are high, I ain't going in there, which I agree with. Don't put yourself at risk. If you know something is a bad situation, don't put yourself at risk. But I felt like stuff should have been taken care of better because you knew that these conditions were shitty before uh, <laughs> before the 3rd of January. Like CTU and CBS, y'all could have worked it out during... Y'all couldn't, we were out for two weeks. Y'all couldn't, y'all didn't talk at all. Y'all didn't work. You just like, we're just going to be like, oh, I ain't going to report to work. Or no, you going to report to work. What? No, we ain't going. What you going to do? What you going to do? And that's basically where we're at now. Like it was, it's a pissing contest now. So it's kind of like a, you know, I'm going to be badass and hold my end. I'm going to be badass and hold my end. But I have gotten some uh, insight now as to what the latest things are. Like briefly, let me look at this email that my child's principal said to me. But basically it was... um, It's got to be another update from like that. It is an update. This update came in yesterday. So came in yesterday afternoon. So it's like they have like negotiations on the table. Some they've agreed upon. Some they have not agreed upon. So they're still working out that. I'm seeing, I'm feeling positive that I am seeing a lot of agrees on stuff, but I'm also seeing some rejected on some things. So it's still some work that needs to be done. It's looking like maybe just looking at these subjects that they have issues on. It looks like maybe it might be a half and half. Half of the terms that they've agreed upon, half of them they, they're still, I guess, trying to tweak and work out. So, I mean, some of this, if they agree upon, they're going to have math. They want to have K95 masks for everyone. They want to have the health screeners, things like that. They want to do the weekly testing with the kids, like the kids and staff. Like, I mean, I agree, like all this stuff, okay. But then some of the stuff that they're like, like disagree and all, like I said, it's still at the remote, that's still at the tug of war with the remote learning. They're still kind of like. That's because CPS wants motherfuckers in the classroom. That's all that is. Because. And my thing is, if the numbers are climbing, like, dude, it should have been done as a discretionary thing. Like, they should have used last week as remote. The kids should not have been in the building last week. They should have remote learned last week. And then by Wednesday or Thursday of last week, they should have had everybody, you go get tested. Like that you way said, you have it really was a concern, like the um CTU, that way the CTU could have settled this before the holiday break. Exactly. Okay, yeah. That's they, why they was like you should have got tested. First week be remote, like yeah. They yeah, it should have been the first week should have been remote. Back already, so yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you can play victim all you want, but you kind of did that to yourself. And then they should have had, and they should have put in where everybody would have got tested by Wednesday or Thursday. So then that way your PCR test could have been back. And then you had to have a negative test to return in the building. Everybody needed a negative test to return on Monday, the 10th. And then, like, judging by the numbers, if, like, if it was too many people that were, like, you know, possibly then, you know, a negative, possibly a positive, then they could have flipped the classrooms as accordingly or flipped the schools because, like we said, every CPS school isn't equal. Like, some schools are having huge outbreaks, some schools are not. That's what, and that's the um, CPS's dilemma, I'm sure, is, um, like, why do we have to shut the whole fucking thing down? Becomes the whole district down. Some schools are like, yes, why? Right, because some schools are, because, like, my child's school, particularly, like I said, our school was good. Like, we didn't have, like, any of those issues but now it's like we're, but because we're in the district it's like you know what i mean it's like but like we said all the schools are created equal so they should have done the tailoring like okay this school has like 25 percent people out the whole school is going to get shut down if you got 25 percent cases in your school you need to be shut down you got too much going on over there 
this school doesn't have anything going on. Okay, you guys can attend as needed. Oh, okay, this classroom has a case. Let's just flip that classroom. And that's just where it should be. Oh, you other schools? Okay, you don't have anything going on. So you guys can have full in person, but obviously follow the safety protocol, the six feet when possible, the mask, and, you know, not, you know, touching on, you know, disinfecting when you finally going to um, realize that um, it is what it is at this point. It's like, we don't have to learn mm-hmm. to live with this shit. Like, you can't beat a fucking virus. Once a virus is here, it's here forever and shit. It's right. Like, is you never going back to 2019 or whatever. And that's what mm-hmm. um seems like some people think that um they want to live in 2019. Hold out a little problem. bit longer. It's like, no, nah, we're just gonna have to learn how to navigate through this. This is where we yeah, are. Navigate through this it. This is where we are now. Like, mm-hmm. except the, the, the sooner motherfuckers accept that and then figure out how to navigate through it, the better off everybody. Mm-hmm. That way you won't have shit like this. Like I say, you can plan ahead. It's okay, yeah. It's like a holiday break, week of remote, back to class. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and change out as accordingly, like as accordingly, depending on what these PCR tests say, as accordingly, if you need to flip the whole school, if you need to flip a classroom, whatever the case may be, that's where it should have been. But I'll, I'll go even deeper. Like <laughs> I'm about this to, last man shit. I don't like this. I'm about this to is, I'm I'm about to shit on a lot of people right now. This is this <laughs> is bigger than CPS, CTU, or any of this shit. I'm going back to where all this started shit, like my industry, the fucking media and shit. I'm taking it right back to where it started. Because, <laughs> like, here's the thing is, like, when this thing first started in March of 2020, motherfuckers act like it was AIDS and shit when it's really like the flu and shit. <laughs> That's what you acted, yeah, like you um, you treated it like it was worse than it actually was and shit. Because, like, like, pretty much early on is, like, um, coronavirus, it was, like, the flu, but like, yeah, a little bit like more severe and shit. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. As you approach it like that, okay, it's like getting a really bad flu and shit, but y'all just shut the whole fucking world down and all of that shit. It's like, yeah, it's like to slow the curve for two. Like I said, you treated this shit like it was AIDS, like it was a death sentence. I've had it and shit. It's not a fucking death sentence. Mm-hmm. Of course, some people are going to die just like the flu. I've had the flu. I survived that. It's like people die from mm-hmm. the flu. Yeah, some die, some don't. Like, then that's what it is. It's like the media treated this shit like it was way worse than it is. And now we're here and we can never go back to like what it was like, you know what? Just um, just be. Yeah, just be be cautious and shit. Wash your fucking hands. Like, yeah. And just yeah, cover your shit if you have to. Yeah. Like if you feel um immune, you feel compromised, cover your shit. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they made it like it was a death sentence and shit. You will die if you get it. It's like the have your PPE stuff. Have them. Um, your wipes. Have your sanitizer. Your Lysol. Have your PPE materials. Media did that. You created this shit storm. Media frenzy, as we say. That's what we called the episode. Yeah, media frenzy. I think we called it um back when we first started talking about this shit. Yeah, because it just got like. And I just it, it, it went, um being an election year that um. That made shit worse. That it's, drove it further, yeah. It happens during an election year. It's like it, you put extra sauce on that shit. Because then all these politicians mm-hmm. are like talking about it to like try to get votes out of the shit too. Well, I would, if I was elected, I would do this. I would do that. I would, you know, it's that type of stuff. And yeah. So like being an election year combined with the media acting like it was a death sentence is like why we are where we are. This whole thing is just a shit storm right now at this point. And I'm just, I'm over it. I'm just like, I'm over this. Like, we need we to give a real solution. Like, this, like I said, flus have been around forever. It's like, um, mm-hmm. somebody, guess what? Like, if you like, we, it's like, like how we say it should be. It's like, if somebody catches the flu in the classroom, guess what? You shut that classroom down. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's how, yeah, that's how, it's, that's how it was before all of this silly shit. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you don't shut the whole system down. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. Getting, okay, send all of them home. From it's that getting class. ridiculous. And then Chicago, it's, it's like it's like that's what it's like. It's like other like other um districts prepared, like the suburban district prepared. So even Northwest Indiana prepared themselves for theirs. It's like in Chicago, it's like we're we're the number three city in the uh, country. We can't we can't get our shit together. Chicago, come on, you making us look like clowns. Chicago, we looking like clowns right now. We can't get ourselves together. But another thing that I am advocating, like if you are a CPS parent and you do listen to this podcast, use your voice because talking about it on Facebook, 
th- that's a good event. It's good to vent out things on Facebook. However, but if you want real change to happen, like I've already made contact with um my PTA president at my child's school, and my concerns are going to be put, the concerns I raise are going to be put on the next meeting. Use your voice. Go to these PTA meetings. Go to these LSC meetings. Raise your voice so it can get to the higher-ups. We do enough talking on the on the ground floor, it can reach the people at the top. But just doing it on Facebook, it's who's it going to reach? Oh, and I helped. Um, I did my part in trying to like take the um the foot off the gas of the bullshit, like because um because like I said, I work um morning radio in Rockford. I'm part of the Breakfast Club, and I do a news report yeah. during that. And of course, like early on, it's like it was about the case numbers. Like yeah, mm-hmm. cases, 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 like the numbers. So what I started doing eventually, I started putting like the recovery numbers with this shit. So okay, mm-hmm. like, um, so and so people tested positive, but the recovery rate is ninety five percent, something like that. So it means like yeah. almost everybody survived this shit. It's like five percent of them died. It's like yeah, like so I started putting mm-hmm. that on it because like the mainstream media was not doing that. They were just talking about right. you know, like even now they're talking about positive cases. Nobody's talking about the recovery rate now with all mm-hmm. these people testing positive. Like was the numbers rising? How many of them surviving that? They're not talking right. about. You got to put that out there too, so people know that. You okay, do. Sentence if you get the shit. After yeah. all, they don't put the numbers out for lottery. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can win this two hundred fifty million dollars, but the chances they don't put they put the chances are really, really small, right? It one in fifty nine gazillion. Anybody <laughs> hit that Powerball on those up like around five hundred million? I, I I don't. I've stopped playing a lot of. We talked about that on this podcast years ago. <laughs> Why yeah. I stopped playing? <laughs> yeah, we talked was, about. I was one number off. I said like I'm done. <laughs> that was a sign for me like that. This is your last lottery ticket. When you come that close and don't hit, that was a sign to me. Like it was a sign. That was a sign from above saying, like, nah, this ain't your thing. Maxwell Smart that missed it by that much. <laughs> this ain't you, homie. That's all I heard. It's why I haven't played a, a lottery since that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know if anybody hit that Powerball. I know it was up pretty high last I saw. Like, somebody might have hit over the weekend because they have a Powerball on Saturday. So somebody might have yeah. hit on Saturday. I don't know. I have to check. Mm-hmm. But when I did mm-hmm. buy, like, that would be, like, the worst feeling. You know, can you see, like, the billboards with the number up there? Yeah. When you drive in and it's like each day is okay, like 300, 400 million, 425, And <laughs> like um we pass by the next day and shit, and it says like 20 million. You're like, ah, fuck. It's like somebody hit like, you know, like, you oh went back down to like, like it was like the day before it was like 500 million. Then it's like like, like 15. the next day or whatever. <laughs> it's like the worst feeling that you know, like, yeah, you did not hit and shit. <laughs> We see mm-hmm. that billboard and it dropped back to the original number, like whatever. But <laughs> well, why do people have to give let's their identity? Goddamn, why, like, why people got to give their identity when they win? I said the funniest shit ever I seen was a person in Jamaica when they won um, the lottery down there. They uh, showed up and got their wins. They had the ghost mask from a uh, scream when they collected. <laughs> why can't we do that in America where we can be anonymous? Certain states you can. <laughs> Like, yeah, it depends on the state. You went with a ghost face. Some states you got to report. I know Illinois, you got to report. Like, some I was like, why can't we just do that? Why can't it be across the board where you can just be anonymous? Like, why can't, why, why do you have to say, I won? Why, why do you guys say that? Why? Well, since we're talking about these goddamn cases and everything, as we segue into this bullshit. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're saying there's a Delta Cron variant. I think they just making up shit now. <laughs> I think they just so make so, so who is this Optimus Prime now or Megatron? Like what 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 variants is now? Megatron variant. So it's um Delta and Omnicron combined. That's what it looks like they said. Delta Cron. It's like so I think y'all just making up shit now. <laughs> yep, says like the prominence that refused together. <laughs> if it sounds like science fiction gone wrong, turning out a mutated baby called Delta Cron. <laughs> and I saw that, I was like, oh, we gotta talk about Delta Cron. I was like, okay, I think y'all are making up shit at this point. <laughs> you see my face. So now Delta, we're going to keep the joke going. Omarion had sex with a Delta and shit. Keep the lights on. <laughs> who's, who's the famous Delta? We're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to make a bit out of this. <laughs> oh, uh, which one? 
Cross and Delta. Keisha Knight Pulliam's a Delta. Mario had a Keisha Knight Pulliam. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy's a Delta. Yeah, yeah Keisha Knight Pulliam's yeah, a Delta. They had a big baby is Delta crying. There we go. Gosh, <laughs> I think it's somebody younger, you know, like a younger person. I got to get like some older prominent. I could not get like, yeah, right? baby Deltas. That's why I asked you. Yeah, Keisha Knight Pulliam's a Delta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's, um, her, she's and her and Omariana in the same age. They're in the same age group, yeah, same age bracket, yeah. She might be like maybe like five years older than him. It's like yeah, she's like a little bit older than him. Mm-hmm. Like they could have went to school together, so they had. Omariana's what, like maybe like thirty six now or something like that. She's in her early forties, thirty five or thirty six. He's about that age. I want to say he has to be by now. He has to be like mid thirties right now. He has to be. Yeah, B2K was on 20. Yeah, that was the millennium. That's 22 years ago. That shows you how long you've been around. The name of the group had 2K in it. It's like, and around that time is when people, the Y2K bug, you know, all that shit is Yeah, because like, they were teenagers. They were like, like 16. They were teenagers. So if he was yeah. 16, then like the dude would be like in his late 30s. <laughs> it's like yeah. some, like, he's about 36, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. So yeah, there it is. Omarion and Keisha Knight Pulliam had, had a baby. That's <laughs> a crime. There we go. <laughs> Why even call a fucking episode Delta Crime? It sounds so Delta like, I mean, this is just oh my god. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, really? Y'all just making up shit now. <laughs> and this is no uh, like no disrespect to like I said, I have like some I have a lot of Delta friends too. So it's like no disrespect to my Delta friends, but it's like what like I think this is made up Delta Crime. I don't even it's not even catchy. <laughs> I had to make a whole origin story of it. That's all ridiculous. Thanks. <laughs> well, which McCall, I can't wait for the next um, science fiction movie because I know somebody in Hollywood is probably writing a script but right now. If you want a fucking COVID script, they got to be, yeah. Or uh, which McCall, uh Dick Wolf is probably doing a script or something. <laughs> Dick Wolf is doing his script. Oh, no, Dick Wolf. Yeah, I met him on the set of... Um, when I, I was, I, well, yeah, I was peeked behind the curtain. I, I just shot a pilot for Chicago Justice. Right. He was on the set that day, so I met Dick Wolf that Dick day. Dick Wolf, yeah. I was supposed to be his next big show. It didn't happen. <laughs> they didn't use me anyway. So so uh, when it got canceled, I didn't feel like that. Because <laughs> they ended up not using me. So, but yeah, he was there. So I was like, oh, that's the man right there. He oh, created, created some of my favorite shows I've ever watched. Yeah. There's the man. Yeah. Of course, Law and Order being at the top of that list. Yeah. So, so I hear they bringing the original back. I don't know when, though. I heard they bringing the OG back. So I think they should because they got the Chicago lineup on Wednesday. Like, and um, I guess Thursday could be like the Law and Order night because they have yeah. um, the SVU and then Organized Crime. Or, and then, like, yeah, what's the one with um, Stable? Organized Crime. Oh, with Stable. That could be the lineup, yeah, because you have the original, then SVU, and then Organized Crime. And I haven't watched that Organized Crime yet. I need to get on it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm probably just going to binge it. I'm going to look it up, and I'm going to probably binge it. And they have the Chicago um, lineup with um, PD, Fire, and Med on Wednesday night. Well, I guess, uh, which McCall is just uh, this year is wrapping up to be like, uh, or leading into this year is wrapping up to be like a, a um, thing of like do-overs, I guess, basically, mm-hmm. or reboots. It's a lot of that going on. You I know what? I, yeah, I don't know if you watched it. I did watch it. I haven't watched it yet. You know what? I saw no spoilers. I think, is like it's better than them trash ass sequels, but it's like obviously not nowhere near as good as the original. That's probably <laughs> I don't even really remember the sequels. Like I really don't it's remember. Two and three. I really don't remember two and three. I watched them at the it time and then unnecessary. Like they just, I remember not being um like just wow and when i, I first saw the, the second Matrix, one and i don't even think i saw the third one like i remember hating. i saw all three of them <laughs> I, I don't remember anything about the second two i remember hating the second i, I remember nothing about two and three i remember nothing about those parts like a lot of it was in the real world from what i remember mm-hmm. so it was a lot of, like the yeah, like in the real world, it's like it's staying a spaceship. They're plugged into the spaceship and they're in that, that tentacle thing. No action in the space in the real world. It's like it's yeah. in a fucking spaceship. It's like it's no action in there. Yeah, but watching uh, like The Matrix, like when I watched The Matrix for the very first time in 1999, like at the show. We went to the show again. We went to the show again. We, we, we did. We went to the show again to see it. And yeah. just, I just remember just being like... <gasps> Like it was like the coolest movie I had ever seen. Like at that point, because I had never seen nothing like that. It was just I so. Dare cool. I say it? 
Without the Matrix, you don't have an MCU. Like the Matrix changed the way action movies were done. Is before Matrix. Like here's, and after Matrix. They here's the action they you, but they did. Like when somebody gets punched and you see the slow motion, the woo. Well, like the woo when you're dodging the bullet, the woo. That's what you saw in the Matrix. So they changed yeah. the action movies were done. They changed the dynamic because everything after that started shooting their sequences like that. Like Romeo Must Die came out shortly after that. And they shot like, like Jet Li's action scenes um, were very Matrix-like, very Matrix. Original Spider-Man movies came out. So you funny, mm-hmm. you talk about the um the punch when he's Spidey says when the bully is punching, he's like Yeah, he goes back. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So they um yeah, like they like said that those were in the early two thousands, those movies. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess it's a you know a thing of um. Remakes did you have? I, I went on a whole Matrix rant. Did you have an idea of one? Uh, <laughs> you said more remakes that are coming. Oh, yeah. I just saw online, and I have to look it up on Apple TV. Uh-huh. It looks like they're doing a reboot of Fraggle Rock. I think. I think they're doing Fraggle Rock. I think. That's like I saw of, somebody posted on Facebook. Slept on hints and shows. And I was like, is, and people say, "Is this new?" And people was like, "Yeah, it's a reboot." I was like, "A reboot of Fraggle Rock? Like what?" So I'm about to check it out. Like I said, it's on Apple TV because, you know, Apple owns the rights to everything. Mm-hmm. When I, at Disney, like, Disney. <laughs> who Apple. owns more, Disney or Apple? I have to look and see. I have to look at their, what they own. Who owns more, Apple or Disney? Um, Disney is pretty high up there because. <laughs> Disney owns MCU. ESP, ESPN, they pretty high up there. <laughs> so Disney, this, Disney is like the Thanos. He got the uh, Infinity Stones of uh, <laughs> They got the Infinity Stones, Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Fraggle Rock. Okay, yeah, that's um black. That's what I saw. Because like uh, Apple also owns Peanuts now. It's because they own Charlie Brown. So like the, the only place to see the um, Peanuts holiday specials are now streaming. They used to air them on ABC, everybody, which is also owned by um, Disney. Yeah, they used to air them on ABC. Hmm, so that's a tug of war. Hmm. <laughs> Because Apple said, hey, I, I see you and I raised you this. No, we have Charlie Brown now. Owned everything. Apple's like, hey, yeah, if you want to see Charlie Brown. <laughs> you got to pay for Apple TV. <laughs> you want to go up? Hey, you want to go where they don't have the executive producer <laughs> all in the video? You want to have a mouse all in the video? <laughs> all in the logo? Come to Apple TV. Come to Apple. And <laughs> <laughs> they have the Apple bed. <laughs> you want to watch Charlie Brown and Peanuts? You don't have like uh, all full of commercials, all in real time. Come stream it on Apple. A little sugar night. <laughs> and I got a bald head. So there we go. <laughs> got piggy butt off of that now. Uh, so what meme that we were talking about, like similar to Suge Knight, the meme that oh, you sent me about. about. <laughs> you want to Let's just do it. Yeah, pull the meme, boss. Pull it up. <laughs> pull it up. Matter of fact. I'm going to put it on, yeah. Did you just trigger yeah. my brain when drop. you said that? I'm going <laughs> to shit. I'm the moment you should have been all up in the video. <laughs> Suge Knight should have been up in the video dancing. Because Diddy owns the rock. Diddy's worth like 800, 700, 800 million dollars. Mm-hmm. You, you, sir, though, you, you, I didn't pan out for you. Because you I'm went to jail. And- myself, so I can pull it up here. Which we're about to do right now. Yeah. Think of other people who are going to jail for a very long time. This is going to jail tonight. For a very long, 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 long time. My kids will be adults before you get out of jail. They will be full-fledged adults before when you get out of jail. Two of you ain't getting out of jail, but one of you is getting out of jail. Well, possibly getting out of jail. I got to make it official. I'm trying to get the sizing right so it looks crazy. Yep. <laughs> I look crazy. Okay. Not even hilarious. Hilarious. That's what I add when I say that. Hilarious. Okay. When I saw this meme and I had to share I, and I had to put Yeah, like I forgot to... Um, the original author, but somebody on my Facebook timeline posted it. I was like, yeah. You see, yeah. If I should have stayed on my fortune, mind my own business was a person. 
life. <laughs> life, 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 life. If you guys don't know who that is, that's uh, William Roddy Bryan, a.k.a. I call him bowl cut because he had the horrible bowl cut haircut. That's why I call him bowl cut. Michaels and Bryan got life. God. And if you guys don't know him, he's connected with Gregory and Travis McMichael, who are the pieces of shit who murdered 25-year-old Amar Arbery. The pieces of shit who murdered that man. It's almost two years at this point, because that was like yep. early 2020. That was early 2020, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. He was minding his business, jogging. Not a band, in a house under construction. Yeah. Um, I'm like one of them, one or both of them see him running out of it, and then like he runs down the road, and, that's and then they just start chasing him. And Mr. Roddy Bryant, like I said, obviously he was like being nosy, like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like he was like, "Oh, I'm like the Dukes know something. Let's get in on it." He was like, <laughs> and "So they were the Dukes," and said, "Like father and son instead of brothers this time." <laughs> He, he said, like, hey, I'm going to go follow them. Michael's know something. Let's get in on it. That's what yeah, Roddy right. yeah. <laughs> And then they chase him down, and then they shoot. They First, they try to block him twice with a pickup truck. They try to block yeah, him. Both of them, because um, it, it was the McMichael's truck and then Brian's truck. They both um. Yeah, they were like, trying to block him in. He runs around the McMichael's truck, and um, and then gets into a scuffle with um, with um. Greg, Travis McMichael, yeah. Travis McMichael's son, yeah. Travis had the shotgun. Gregory had a um, 357. They both had guns, by the way. (laughs) And then he gets to a scuffle and then he ends up getting shot. Yeah, he shoots him. Why are you chasing a man who's running? If you're running, if you're running, if you're jogging, he was obviously a jogger, so you know he didn't have a gun. You can't jog with a gun. I mean... Obviously, he wasn't. He had no weapons on him. Obviously, because he was a jogger. Obviously, so you coming with a shotgun, burglaries and all of that. But then we saw the video. It's like he didn't take anything. He went and like looked around and then left. It's like yeah, he didn't take shit out of that house. And then he saw like the surveillance had other people that went in there too. Like it wasn't just and look too. People all the time, like people, people just be nosy. You see a house on the stretch, you want to see. Yeah, because it's a fascinating thing seeing a house being built from the ground up. It's fascinating to see. It is. They showed other videos that here's like um here's some teenagers looking around. Yeah, here's a couple right here looking around. It's like a lot of people that went in that house and looked around basically. But what do they all have in common? I'm sure what they all had in common. Uh some of them, but yeah, mostly. You know? <laughs> most of them, what they had in common. Most of them, yeah, but it was, it was yeah. It wasn't all, but like most of them, yeah. Most of them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and then you do that, and then like so, the two, the two. And, um, this, and I posted, um, I, and I've said it here before too. Um, this story wouldn't have even been a national story without Mr. Roddy Bryan's video. Without bow cut. Thank you, Mr. Bryan. <laughs> Thanks for your. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for your video. Yeah. Thank you, sir, for your video. This would have just been a local story in Georgia. Like it wouldn't have made national. They would have swept it in the rug. Yeah, because they didn't even arrest those guys for like months. Remember? Yeah. It's really after the George Floyd shit happened when they arrested them. Like, oh shit, we like, gotta arrest gotta arrest them now. Arrest these guys. It's like yeah, the prosecutor wasn't going to do nothing. They wasn't going to do nothing with him. Because then once the George Floyd, then other cases started, like because that one and the Breonna Taylor, the other cases. Breonna Taylor, yeah. Hey, like, yeah, we had some injustice over here too. Like, that's what I, yeah. So that's what other mm-hmm. cases started getting the spotlight. And that's what um this McMichael story, because of the, the, and then that video went viral after that. But really, the George. So what happened? What made. Um, so what happened with the McMichaels? Mm-hmm. They both got life without the possibility. Yeah, they were, they were all three men were convicted of felony murder, like multiple counts, like about a month ago. Like, so mm-hmm. that's where we left off. Well, they got their sentence this past week. Go ahead, kids. Yeah. And it was life for the two McMichaels, life without the possibility of parole. So that means that you're never getting out. Life plus 20 years. Life, excuse me. Yeah. Life plus 20 years and no parole. Mm-hmm. And no parole. So. The older McMichaels is in his late 60s. Mm-hmm. Gregory McMichaels. And, yeah, and Travis. Yes, and then Travis is like 35. So 35 is pretty young. So basically, you just threw your whole life away. So now you took a life. Now you're going to get life. And they still haven't even had the um the hate crime. The hate crime, of, because that um that's still that's due next month, I want to say. hasn't even started yet. Mm-hmm. That's due next month, because they say it's a potential hate crime. Mm-hmm. 
So they might pull a Derek Chauvin and plead guilty. Because, you know, Georgia has the death penalty. Yeah. Hate crime could, you might get the fucking lethal injection for that. So they might just Mm -hmm. plead. Because they got life anyway, they might just plead guilty to that shit. Mm-hmm. And then um might get life <laughs> and then Boca <laughs> he got life because of the hate crime shit. Yeah. He got life, but they said that he has a possibility of parole, but he has to serve 30 yeah. years first. Yeah. And he's like um he's like 53, I want to say something. Like I want to say so he'd be 82. So yeah, he's like in his 50s. So it's possibly he has a life sentence, yeah. Cause like, yeah, like we like you get 80, it's like it's no guarantees at that age. It's like especially so, if, like yes. Yeah, so going back to that. If you wouldn't mind your damn business, mm-hmm. if bo- if all three of y'all wouldn't mind your damn business, mind your business. It, it costs especially nothing to mind your business. Especially that last dude. That like I said, especially, like his, especially video, his video is what got them convicted. The jury don't see that video. It's like, is um, is the McMike? What? It, uh, what's the name of Ahmad Ari didn't have a word. I must say, it's his word against is his word against theirs. Mm-hmm. But it's their word. It's like, cause like, it's or their. They can tell the story how they want it's to tell the version. story. Yeah, because Ahmad Ari can't tell his version of it. Yeah, so it's their mm-hmm. version without that video. And like you see the body cam when I don't know if you ever watched that with the cops talking. You can see um Gregory McMichael getting his story together, explaining what happened and all of that shit. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I watched that when he's talking to the cop. It's like, yes. <laughs> he was like, and it's basically, it was nothing like how he described it, basically. Yes, he didn't realize that um, as UK Bolka's video was going to be out there. <laughs> the way he was telling the story was like, totally like, wasn't like, what? He happened. told it like how Mr. Burns told the story about when he hit Bart with the car, basically. <laughs> like that. Like, that's not what happened at all. It was like the different world episode. Remember when all. Um, oh, with the racist. Yeah, with the, with the, with Dean Kane yeah. being a racist. Yeah, with um, I'm an educated black man. Your words now, you know exactly what episode. Well, like um, Ron and Dwayne told the story one way, Dean Cannon told it another way. It was like that. Like that's how the McMichaels they were telling the story, like from their point of view. But, uh, but here's what happened. That's what he was talking to the cop, telling. Dean Cannon. <laughs> it's just so funny that Dean Cannon was a racist on there and. Man and shit. There, you go. DC, a racist Superman. Let's go. Racist Superman. <laughs> Racist Superman. <laughs> he, he has to be a villain, no, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That'll never make it out. <laughs> we, should, we should really write a script for that. It's never gonna see the light of day. <laughs> They'd be like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> a racist Superman. That oh, never racist Superman. You see a racist Superman, you know where the idea came from. Now somebody really does that shit. <laughs> a racist you know Superman. <laughs> but yeah like basically like all of those guys uh they they never get out of jail they're never getting out which they shouldn't because it's like you took his you didn't give him a chance Uh, he was only 25 live his life yeah yeah young very young man just just coming into life 25 that's so young you didn't give him a chance so like i said and who knows like had um there been video for the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman incident, like shit might have turned out different. That's the difference between that right. case and this case. Is like we had video this time. That case you only had mm-hmm. George Zimmerman's version. Is like <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then if you can create, like we said, if you can create this much reasonable doubt. That's all you gotta do as defense. Create this much reasonable doubt. That's all you gotta do. Okay. When one juror be like, you know what? I I don't know if he did. I don't know if he did. Like, you just have to create that doubt to get oh, one juror. Because you get even if eleven of them say guilty, you just need one to say like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And that's enough to like, yeah. Because <laughs> then, like, that's know. what they call um a hung jury. Mm-hmm. Like, you get a mistrial, they throw that trial out. Then. Yeah. Depending on the prosecutor, sometimes don't even retry it. They say if we just gonna get another mistrial. Sometimes they just like mm-hmm. yeah, they just drop it after the, if we get a mistrial. Um. Want to talk a little um before we got a few more minutes? Dun, 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 dun. I to say, dun, 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 you know I want to talk. All star, I'm getting it up. You know I'm air dropping shit to myself. So, <laughs> so let's pull this up right now. Oops, that's not it. That's not it. Here we go. Oh yeah, now we here. We get this fucking yay basketball baby. Let's get Mr. Bowl cut off the screen. Pull this up. Mr. Bullcut. still on the screen. I forgot. He's still I want that to trend. I was trying to get to trend, Bullcut. I was trying to get that to trend. 
<laughs> he had that awful haircut. All right. I have the first returns from the fan voting for NBA All-Star. I'm trying to pull yes. it up. You can see, um, let, me know if you, let me know if you can see this, like, the size. Because the size okay. be like, tricky. Like, yeah. Let me see if I can see it. You read that. Yeah. I can read it. Say we got them over 40 eyes now. Let's make sure you can read. <laughs> I like you see it. Okay. I can so, see it. All right. Because I was going to expand it, but then it wasn't expanding right. Oh, yeah, that's better. Okay, yeah. Because we can cut the top off, them, but the top don't really matter. All right. Okay. Here we are right now. Um, well, fuck all of this. Let's start with guards in the east. <laughs> DeMar DeRozan is leading yeah, the guards. The Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan. Even though technically he's playing front court, but he's listed as a guard, so I'll take it. He's listed as a guard, yeah. Because in the front court, he got a lot of competition. You got Durant, right. Giannis. Embiid. Embiid is near him, yeah. But, like, Giannis, yeah. they, they both ahead of him. Giannis me. and Kevin Durant, of course. Embiid neck and neck. is like, yeah, so right. I will tell you, he's, like, got a pretty hefty lead. Mm-hmm. Um, James, so DeMar DeRozan, um, barring some dumb shit, is like um, he's starting for the East um, in the NBA All-Star game this year. As he should. Mm-hmm. And then um, Harden and Trey Young, they're pretty neck and neck right now. Right. For Trey Young, sorry. <laughs> and I really want Zach, but um, Zach, got, he got some climbing. Zach, I don't, I don't know if he passes Trey Young and like Harden because um, he's, yeah. he's, he's fourth right now. But um, Zach will definitely be an all-star as the, the coach's pick. Yeah, absolutely. But he needs to start. Zach should start. I, wonder I don't even know why Harden's even that high up. Because he plays for Brooklyn. That's why you know, like, the popular. You remember, like, let's the popularity take- contest. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. take this down before we talk about that. Like, back in the day, that used to happen all the time. That's why I'm glad now they don't go strictly by fan vote. They kind of, they, they listen to the fans, but then they, like, make educated um decisions. They would do dumb shit right. like that. Is that like Allen Iverson when he was like with the Nuggets and washed up like playing it? Like, <laughs> he was like way past his first. Allen Iverson shit was not. How many people even remember Allen Iverson playing with the Nuggets? How many people even remember that? People, but people knew the name Allen Iverson. So he right. All star game or another um one is um like Grant Hill would get voted every year like when he was like with the Suns. I wasn't Suns. It wasn't that. He wasn't that bad. I want to say Orlando. <laughs> yeah, Orlando. He was getting voted there. I went too far. I said the Suns. I went too far. <laughs> Even his kids. I went too far. <laughs> They're watching his old footage. They were like, "Wow, Dad, you are no. He's a scrub." Oh, Dad, you couldn't even play. <laughs> you used to be able to play, Dad. Hey, so, he wasn't always a scrub, Dad. They saw his old stuff and like, because he was with the Suns, but they was like, "Wow, yeah, he used to really be good." <laughs> Hilarious. But um, oh yeah, another one. Like Yao Ming would get voted every year because. Yeah. China is like a billion motherfuckers voting, even though like when he played like five or six games, like he missed all the season with a foot injury, but he still get voted in the All Star mm-hmm. game. She like that is like why James Harden. Let's bring it back up now. It's so high right now. It's a popularity contest because like as far as like two guards, Zach is having the best season out of any two guard in the league. Zach is one of the top five players in the league, Western and Eastern in the league. Zach is having a great season. Here's like my theory about why DeRozan got so high with that many votes. Like, sure, the people are DeRozan is the consecutive back to back shots. shots. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, because before that, like, people saw it as like, okay, yeah, this DeRozan dude is for real. Like, I think like Mm -hmm. he probably got a huge surge of votes. I thought leapfrogged him. So I think that before that, like he probably would have been more like where Zach is at, but I think, yeah. and I think Zach might even been ahead of him. But like those shots got motherfuckers like, okay, like this motherfucker is for me. can play. I think that's what it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's like right after that, he probably got a huge. Those story. were those were two amazing shots, and he did get voted again as the conference player of the week. Duh, <laughs> of this past week, he was the conference player. Duh, them two shots. I mean, but I don't know. Um, like I said, Zach got a lot of um, because he would have to pass Trey Young and Harden. So, like, so I hope we can. I hope somehow it can work. I hope that it just surges and we just look up and Zach is it. I don't want to wish ill or if somebody gets injured, you don't want to wish ill. <laughs> that all uh, that happens too. <laughs> if somebody, or, gets, or if that pulls up from half court and has one of them shots, if he pulls up from half court because you know he's. Or if he has an amazing duck, if he does like a windmill, because Zach said that he wants to do a windmill in the game. I was watching the video because he was like talking about his 360 dunk. He was like, okay, he's I've done like five 360 dunks so far 
in his career. He was like, I want to do a windmill now. So I want to see him get a windmill in the game. And in front court, um, Vooch is in the top 10. I saw that. I was like, with, yeah, um, And with the coaches picking, they might – um. Vooch might get in with the coach. might be favorable because the Bulls are number one in the East. Mm-hmm. Coaches take that into um, they take that into consideration as well too. Mm-hmm. Like not just um the player, but like yeah, because like if you're on a shitty team and like you got good numbers, like a lot of times you're not making the All Star team, which is why Zach just he made it overlooked last year because those Bulls teams were fucking horrible. It's like mm-hmm. even though Zach was balling out like yeah. two or three like a couple of seasons ago, but. The coaches wasn't putting Zach on the All Star like when it, the one in Chicago. Like, perfect yeah. example the, the All Star game in Chicago. Yeah. Bulls won like Bulls lost sixty games that year. So like, yeah, even though Zach was hooping out, like the coaches like we're not, we're not like your team is trash. Yeah, you know, you home, you, you're the whole city, but yeah, like no, you you. And then obviously you know, with them being one, one Donovan gets Donovan will be the coach of the he'll coach the All Star team. Mm-hmm. Because the coach, uh, who's the number one seed, gets to coach yeah. the, uh, the team. So Don Bear gets to coach. So, but uh, Vooch might um get picked. The coaches might put. I hope so we have three all stars. Possibly for the first time in I don't know when. Because <laughs> I know during the cha- I want to during the championship years, like it was always a snub. Cause no, Grant didn't make it and Rodman didn't make it like during both, right. like yeah, which was bullshit. Like, yeah. which is blasphemous when you look at it. It was blasphemous that both of them, neither one of those guys. Come on now. I remember both times I'm mad too. Like, like I was watching during the, when I saw, I was like, how Grant not make it? And then like later, like how, how Rodman, Rodman not make it? Yeah, both of them. They were being pissed off, and there'll be somebody on the team that did make it. Like how that motherfucker make it? I gotta look at some <laughs> like a goofy ass, yeah, <laughs> goofy ass. ass. I think they just didn't want the Bulls to be too fucking to gas them up too much. That's what a lot of people because I said the coaches were probably hating. That's what I think. So yeah, we, we don't want to gas them up too much. So let's not put Rodman on the team because Mike and Scotty would get voted in by the fans. Obviously, yeah, of course, so, yeah, of course, they ain't. Yeah, Rodman would have had to be a coach's decision. They said like, yeah, well, they they a little too big headed. Let's not put Dennis. On the team. <laughs> that's what I think. You don't want seventy two games. Yeah, because that's he, that's he's not <laughs> not make it that year. That's what I'm saying. He won 72 games. He was going to have three all stars. It would have been that season. Right. <laughs> How do you not have it that season? Mm-hmm. You only had two that and currently, year. Currently, um, well, like I said, we won't know. Um, well, by the time you guys hear, because they play Dallas today, but uh, currently the Bulls are on a nine game winning streak. Possibly 10, depends on what happens with the Dallas Maverick. We just say, Austin Fingers. Let's go. We're just speaking the present. We just thought, is they so, they're on a nine game win streak right cool. now. So, playing some great basketball. Um, our bench is looking good. They're showing that Io and Kobe are showing that they can coexist. Kobe White has been balling his ass off. He's been balling his ass off. He yeah. Um, when he came back from injury, he was, um, yeah, he was a little shaky, but like lately, like he been he been balling. You know what did for him when he got to start? The start yeah. did for him. That was a confidence that he needed when Lonzo was out. Lonzo Ball was out because of the COVID bullshit. Because yeah. of COVID, and Caruso was hurt. So like you had um, that's all he needed. You had your two like main um guards like out. Yeah, so um, so like that's COVID. all he needed. He needed that to boost his confidence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once that started happening, then even um. In some game situations, like when they play Atlanta, and he did struggle a little bit in the first half against Trey Young because Trey Young is just an amazing scorer. So when they put Io, Io, why I think Trey Young is probably going to start, like he's probably going to pass. Yeah, and then they put Io on him, but then Io frustrated Trey Young. Io knew how to frustrate him because Io plays good defense. But then the second half, then Kobe stepped up his defense. And ever since then, Kobe's defense has looked a lot better. Like he's out there making defensive stop, making plays. Part of the reason why DeRozan first three happened. With uh, with um, Indiana, because Kobe got he got the steal. Kobe went to the deck and got the steal. You got to remember, Kobe. like you got to put yourself in Kobe White's shoes. Like, why? Yeah, his, your mm-hmm. confidence will be shaken. Remember, he was drafted number seventh overall in his draft, yeah, number seven. 2019 draft. So he was drafted to be the point guard of the Bulls. But mm-hmm. then, like, then they signed Sadoransky. Yeah. Then they go and get Lonzo after that. So, like, and your mind is like, okay, like, yeah, do I suck? It's like, you're like, not good enough. Getting all these other guards, even though you drafted him to be the guard. So, like, so that's why you need that little confidence boost to, like, mm-hmm. get him out of his funk. 
But honestly, what I think that they should do with Kobe White, treat him like a Lou Williams. Lou Williams had a great career being a six man. He has a great career being a six uh, man. Pepper Lou. Yeah. You need, but you need like Jamal Crawford was a great six man. You need a six man. You need a good six man on your team. Like, look at these, all these good teams. Um, you Ma- need a good Manu Ginobili. Manu, thank you. You need Are a six pro- man. Arguably the greatest six man of all you time. Need a six Manu. Man. Technically, which was hard started as a six man, but like he obviously was better than that. Like Harden started as a six man. Harden yeah, was in the OKC, like he was um six yeah, man. Yeah, in OKC, he was. Mm-hmm. But on these teams, you need that six man. You need somebody who can come in with that second unit who well, can back, lead that second unit. To our Bulls dynasty, like Tony Kukoc was our six man. Kukoc was a six man. And now he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You need bench score. One of the top Euro players. One of the top Euro players. Probably top five. Top five. Possibly maybe the greatest Euro player saw him and said, I'm going to the NBA. Dirk Nowitzki, greatest Euro player ever. Maybe he saw Tony Kukoc and said, I'm going to do what he did. Maybe that motivated him. It could have. You know what I mean? You see him go, you'd be like, I can go too. And Tony and like players like that is like they give up a lot. Like Tony like was the man over in Croatia. In Croatia, yeah. Jordan, but then he comes to the NBA and you got to take a reserve role. So like, yeah, that probably like messed with him mentally. But he was like Michael Jordan in Croatia. Yeah. He was. He was like Michael Jordan. He was. Yeah. And then he come <laughs> here and then like he got to come off the bench. But yeah, he he made it work. And yeah, the waiter, <laughs> the waiter during that championship run, the second dynasty, he was a six. Yep. Well, shout out Io, yeah. Once again, like you, um, Illinois retired as number eleven, hanging in the Raptors this past week as well, too. I and I. Nobody will ever wear his number eleven for the University of Illinois men's basketball. Like Io, they retired it for him. Y'all gotta get down there for a game so I can look up in the Raptors and take a picture and see. I gotta get down there for a game now. We drive down for a game. That note, I think we can wrap this thing up. Yeah, we can wrap on the Bulls. My Bulls. Podcast episode 241. If you like what we're doing, you know what to do. Give us a like if you like what we're doing. Why not? (laughs) Also, subscribe, share. That's what we use. Rave review on all your platforms. Talking about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey, Tasha. Yes, on your Amazon Alexa devices and on YouTube. I think we're going to use the goofy one we just used, unless you want to do another one. But I like the goofy polls. <laughs> I like the goofy one we just did. So we, unless you want to do another one to have options, I don't know. The goofy one is fine. We can use the goofy one. The goofy. <laughs> I shout out my own boy, Kingpin Cash, also as well, too. Like, um, I stopped by his um show on my Chicago radio on internet radio. Had to show the brother some love. He's trying to um bring that that old that an old school hip hop flavor back. So shout out to good brother Kingpin Cat. Also follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio, Snapchat, and Facebook as well. Got to put my shit out there. And you can check me out, msima 8626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your vlogs. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullyproductions.com. I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.